This is Hannah Rose and welcome to the Inspire Within podcast. Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Inspire Within. My name is Hannah Rose and I am your show host. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Jen Tribuca. <laughs> Jen is the founder of the Local Girl Media Group and editor-in-chief of Hoboken Girl and the Montclair Girl. The Local Girl is a group of news and lifestyle sites featuring local vendors, businesses, and much more. The Local Girl has a huge reach on social media and is super helpful for new townies or native locals. I am so excited to learn more about your business and how you grew it to where it is today. Jen, thank you for being here. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, of course. I appreciate your time. So for those who don't know Hoboken Girl or the Local Girl Media Group, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your business? Sure, absolutely. So the Hoboken Girl was really a passion project that started over 10 years ago now uh, when I had moved to Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, which is a very small one mile square town in uh, the Hudson County, New Jersey area. I had connections to the area. My grandparents had businesses, textile businesses in the you know 70s in the area, but I really hadn't explored it as a resident prior. So I was really excited to move there, but I felt like when I moved there, there really wasn't a female voice uh, for media and just to explore the neighborhood and really get to know people. I felt kind of lonely. So I created Hoboken Girl just as a fun side project while I was working in education to really discover all that there was to do in the area of Hoboken and Jersey City and surrounding parts. And, uh, you know, fast forward, we won't skip too, too far, but 10 years and we have a full-time staff of five. We have branched out into the Montclair area for, through the Montclair Girl and then created our parent company, the Local Girl Media Group. And we really cover a variety of news and lifestyle topics and articles. It's really a local fun spin on all of the things that are happening in the area. So it's been really, really incredible to be able to grow it. Uh, it's taken a lot of hard work and and uh, blood, sweat, and tears, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty exciting to grow from really me just writing about local businesses in the area and taking photos to where we are now. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, congratulations on how much growth you've had in your business. That's really incredible. And 10 years ago, when you started around, you said, Social media was not what it is today. So can you talk about the trends that you've seen over time and maybe challenges in the early days with social media kind of just starting to gain some more traction? Yes, it's so interesting because when I started, Twitter and Facebook were really the place to be uh, and blogging. So we people used to say, oh, you have a blog. And now we, not in a rude way, but just correct them and say, yeah, it's a media site. You know, it, it's really a bigger platform at this point with all of our different uh, platforms, you know, like emails, lists and things like that. But when we first started, it was tweeting our articles, sharing on Facebook. There were no such thing as Facebook groups. We got tons of engagement as many, you know, 
publishers know on Facebook, it was the place to be to get all of your clicks. And, uh, you know, Instagram had just started in around that time in around 2011, 12, I believe. And we really hopped on early, which I think really credits a lot to where we've grown the, our Instagram part of our brand today. You know, we now we have over 110,000 followers and it really is a place where people utilize to get information. Um, in the beginning of Instagram, though, as we probably all remember, it was posting a picture of your manicure. It was posting like a glass on a table. It was very different from today. Now it's really, really exciting that we can create so much fun content that amplifies everything that we do on our website. Yeah, that's amazing. I know like everybody always says make Instagram casual again. I feel like that's really what it was back then. And now it's yes. very thought out posts at a certain time with a specific caption. So it's really great to hear that you've been up and coming with all the trends as they've been moving along too. And so in regards to the local girl, when in the timeline of your business, did it pivot from just the Hoboken girl to the local girl media group that you currently have? I started the Hoboken girl really with no agenda of creating a bigger brand. Um, When I was in eighth grade, I actually started a town-wide newspaper just for fun on the side. And it's funny because I never really made the connection till a couple years ago that I had done that and that this is where what I was doing again. Yeah. Um, but when I started it, it really was just an outlet for me. It was blogging. It was fun, discovering new places. Uh, and so that lasted for about five years. I was working in education at the time. And then with my experience through learning really self-taught at Hoboken Girl. I had a photography background um, and really hopped on Facebook when it first came out, not to age myself, but it definitely uh, helped me. I actually ended up getting a job at Condé Nast. Um, I was an editor there for about two years. And then I decided that it was time to really take it uh, full-time in 2017. So with Hoboken Girl, it took a while. Um, it was not immediate, which I think a lot of people think when you see a brand that has followers or this or that, it comes very quickly. Um, we started, I started thinking about uh, the Montclair girl and our expansion really only about three or four years ago um, and didn't really have the the bandwidth to work on it till the pandemic when we were just really rethinking everything and what we could do. And in 2021, we launched the local girl as a parent brand and also the Montclair girl. Um, and it's been really exciting. We've had a really great reception to our, our just in general being in Montclair. Um, I have roots in the Montclair Bloomfield area with, you know, working there and, uh, all of our writers are from there and our editor. So it's really, uh, been great to grow in, natively in that community as well. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think too, that having such a niche market and a smaller community really brings people together and feels like they can really interact with the content that you have, or they see a restaurant that they haven't been to and they really want to try it. So that's so incredible and amazing. And going off of what you said about the writers and the editors are in the Montclair area for the Montclair Girl, how is the team structure on your team across the different businesses? And in terms of hiring, is it mostly on a freelance basis? How does that work for you? Sure. So our core team is a 
full-time, you know, with benefits uh, structure. And so, you know, we have our managing editor, we have our social media managers. We have actually two that do different things. One is part-time and then one is full-time, but helps with some edit. And then we have our editorial um, assistant and associate editor and myself, and then our marketing manager who are all full-time. And then on the writer side, it's more of a freelance basis. We have freelancers who write for us um, on a monthly basis, several articles, some write a lot more than that. Um, Some, you know, really, we try to keep people writing several times a month just to make it feel really um, cohesive and, you know, structured with the content and how we do it. But yeah, it's, it's uh, really great to feel like we can have native residents and locals be contributing to their own community. I think that's our biggest piece is we're living in these areas. We're not just writing about them from some you know, place far away where we're living locally, we're experiencing these things, our writers are going to these events, uh, you know, they're involved in taking some video content for us. So it's it's a really nice way to um, marry the editorial world and then the hyper local world. Yeah, that's incredible. And Hoboken is such a special place to be. I absolutely love being here. And I'm sure that, you know, people in Montclair can really relate to the content too for the Montclair girls. So that's really awesome. And I want to go back a little bit to something you mentioned earlier. So you said that you were working a full-time job on the side while you started this business and you eventually decided when growing to the local girl, you wanted to just focus on this and stop what else you were doing, whether it be, you said education and working at Condé Nast, I believe you said too. So I know a lot of people that want to fully pursue entrepreneurs entrepreneurship on the side and they want to quit their full-time jobs or they don't really know when to do that or what to have in place before. Do you have any advice around what should really be in place or what steps you should take before ripping the ba- band-aid off and saying, I just want to go and do my own side business or make that full-time? That's a great question. And I love the way you described it, a full-time side job if or, or was a, a full-time job on the side because that's yeah. what it felt like it was I worked full-time I was working in the mornings I was working at my lunch break I was working after work uh for me and you know what I tell people when they do ask because people do ask this a lot I would say that the biggest thing is financials I I mean I know that it can feel very exhilarating to say, I'm quitting my nine to five. I'm doing this. I'm unhappy. But I really believe that you have to be set up financially to make sure, especially with, you know, potentially approaching a recession and all these things to really feel like you can sustain whatever business it is that you're doing. So it doesn't matter if it's editorial or making, you know, Etsy, an Etsy shop or what have you, it really has to feel sustainable and not just for six months, you know, really thinking about the long-term aspects of it. Um, So I would say that was my biggest piece when I was making enough money with um, advertisements and sponsored content that it was matching my pay. Um, that was when I felt ready to take the leap. Um, and then once you get there, you work hard enough that you can feel like maybe you could hire someone if, if you're in that position, um, you know, slowly, but I'm a very cautious person when it comes to, uh, entrepreneurship. I'm not a, I'm going to sleep on the floor, you know, I'll figure it out kind of person. I I am that person that's very creatively cautious. So I want to make it work, but 
I highly recommend that really taking a look at all of your uh, just books and your business plan and all of that before you make that leap. Even though I know that heart, that feeling is there because I had it too. (laughs) I was like, I'm done. I want to go. But it's really important to be logistical about it as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you. I think sometimes people can get so swept away and like their gut feeling and wanting to pursue something so bad and their passion, but also really has to come into play is the logistics behind it and where your mind is at and being really smart about the next moves for yourself um, from at least definitely a finance perspective. So that's really great advice. And in regards to making money off the business, would you say in early days, did that take a while for you to start generating revenue for your company? And would you say your main revenue stream right now is through sponsorships and advertisers? What does that look like for you guys? Yes, that was definitely a slow build. I honestly had no idea about monetizing a website until probably a year in when a web developer who was a he was a friend's husband who was just helping me with a logo and uh, just getting my website off of like a wordpress.com slash situation. So I had no idea. He's like, you should do digital ads. You know, here's how you set it up. He really helped me. So I really credit him um, to helping me in that way. And I think that was the first step into it. I still remember my first sponsored digital ad was Hudson Cakery, shout out to this wonderful local baker in, uh, her name is also Jen. She's in Weehawken, New Jersey, still, still in business and she's amazing. And she was our first ever digital ad. And that was probably in 2013. And it was just exciting to feel like the, that was possible. And so I really started to dig into it more, study it and learn a lot about what you could do. Um, it was right around the time where influence or culture was just becoming a thing. Um, And I knew that I didn't want Hoboken Girl to become an influencer account. I didn't want it to be about myself. I wanted it to be about the community and creating community um, and empowering women and local businesses. So I always had that vision in mind when it even came to our content ads. I didn't want it to be, to be me trying out all the things or, you know, we, whenever we partner with the business, even now um, we make sure that different people on the team go try these things out or, um, you know, but really it's, it's a, it's a wide range of things that we offer, but mainly your traditional digital ads, um, you know, sponsored content, of course, labeled all sponsored if we do it. So it's, it's a very limited amount. And then we also have, we launched in 2020 and, uh, this year we're launching something else. We launched our jobs platform, which has been proven to be really successful for local businesses in both of our areas of coverage and they can post jobs. People can search for jobs. They can post their resumes. So it's called jobs.thelocalgirl.com. And that is just an offshoot platform that's kind of self-service. And then we also have our uh, realestate.thelocalgirl.com. And that is launching this month, um, actually. And it is really about anyone, any realtor, any landlord, anyone renting a place can or selling a place can post. So it's self-service. So we have a few things in the works and, you know, advertising is 
just always a fig- figuring out what really speaks to our readers. We're very picky about who we work with. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for mentioning both the jobs platform as well as the real estate platform. I think those are both wonderful ideas. And you wouldn't really think to have, you know, a media company also going for where you're finding your next home or finding your next job. So that's really amazing. And also something you touched on there too, is just the new way of the world with influencers and your ideas around that. I find that to be super interesting. So have you guys never touched on having influencers advertise for Hoboken Girl or or the local girl? Yeah, we kind of straddle the line of influencer slash media group in a hyper-local way. So I wouldn't say we consider ourselves influencers, but we do do influencer type work where we'll go to a business. Even if it's just editorially, we're covering it from a journalistic standpoint of this place just opened. We're covering it. We're focusing on the business. We're usually not, you know in front of the camera a ton. Um, It's really about all of the local spots and businesses, but it's definitely, uh, it's a fine line to straddle because I think people also want to see the face behind brands. So we, we do a little bit of both and we have such an awesome, cool, diverse team that it's really fun because we're able to have people, you know, talk about what they're up to. We do these HG on the street things where we're asking people questions on the street, you know, so we, we do all that fun stuff that kind of goes into the influencer category perhaps, but mixed with articles and content that's really meaty news style. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And going off of that, going into a little bit more of personal branding, do you find that personal branding is something that you try to create for yourself or you're more so focused on building up your business? I know you said you're not as forward facing with your own face on the camera all the time. um, But what are your thoughts around that and branding yourself? I think that as a business owner and just anyone that's on social media these days, you are a brand, whether you want to be or not. Uh, so I never really picked up on the concept of the branding aspect of yourself till maybe a few years into when Instagram was really coming to the forefront of social media, but I think it's important. I think that, uh, you know, I always say I don't have a niche (laughs) on my own personal, so don't follow me for anything unless you want to just see what my dogs are doing or, you know, maybe where I'm going this weekend. But, uh, I think it's important to, everyone is a representation of their brands. And we've seen that in so many ways throughout the media landscape, throughout social media in positive ways and negative ways. And, um, so I think it's important to, um, know that you are an arm of your brand and, uh, I don't think you have to be posting reels of specific content all the time. uh, But I think that as long as um, you're sharing a little bit, maybe behind the scenes um, or just how you built this, that type of feeling, I think it's, it's really special and it it humanizes um, what you're doing. You know, I think it can be very elusive behind bigger brands Um, and we're still a really small brand. So I don't even consider us like a brand with people behind it, but it, I guess it is if you think about it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's great. And in terms of starting your own business and personally branding yourself, creating your business, growing your business and everything, how do you balance it all in regards to a structured day-to-day? Do you have like a set schedule or a set end of day that you stop doing work? Um, I know that the lines can be blurry when you're working for yourself and your own boss. So I would love to hear kind of how you structure your own days. 
Yes. So our team has a normal schedule day and we have fall Fridays and summer Fridays. So that's nice. And, um, but I would say for me, owning a business, owning at this point, a media company is a full-time <laughs> seven day a week job, but I do really try to schedule downtime for myself. You know, sometimes I'll just take uh, truly, if I know it's a slower week, I'll try to take a mental health day, uh, and just really take a little time to not even do anything to catch up with work, but just to truly, uh, be able to do errands, sit around the house and watch housewives, you know, what, whatever feels like the right feeling. Um, my typical day is, you know, I start probably, I, I, look at things around 7.38, get a few emails in. I do, I, I won't lie and say I have this beautiful morning routine. Um, I definitely look and just make sure all is good because we post early in the mornings, you know, our team schedules things. And then um, I usually then spend that morning time getting, you know, just life together. We have a 10.15 news meeting every morning. Um, and that's really the hyper-local news aspect of everything. We're seeing what's going on. What are people talking about on forums? Um, what what are our readers interested in? What DMs have we gotten? So we're very engaged with our community. And then we really, throughout the day, um, everyone goes off, has their own schedules of what they're doing and posting and, and writing. Um, and then my days are really spent with the business development side. So working on the local girl brand growth, um, as well as just, you know, putting out fires, managing things and uh, working with our, you know, marketing manager and our managing editor um, and talking to local business owners throughout the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. It definitely sounds like you have a grip on, you know, what's happening when and glad that you and your team meet daily to kind of tackle what's going on that day within the local girls. So that's really awesome, too. And just selfishly, I'm really curious because I'm a Hoboken local now. Where are some of your favorite restaurants or date spots or date nights that I can definitely try out and some of our listeners can try out too if they're familiar with Hoboken? Oh, yes. So, so many good ones. It's I always say it's very hard to choose, but the ones that stick out, which I go to often for my own date nights and friend nights are Granvin Antique Bar and Bakery. Uh, Granvin is a wine bar, really good food, super adorable ambiance. Antique Bar and Bakery uh, is downtown Hoboken. And the owners really made it into like a movie set from vintage you know, 60s, 70s. Uh, it has that vibe. One of the owners is a filmmaker. And Frank Sinatra used to uh, order bread from the antique bakery that used to be there in the coal-fired oven. And now they've taken that recipe and they make their bread there still in the oven and all the food is made in the oven. So it's so good. But gosh, there are so many. And those are not even like the core Italian restaurants that of course we have. Um, I'm a huge, actually in Jersey City, 15 Fox Place is this really amazing place. It's, it's actually inside of a house and they, um, it's very hard to get a reservation, but bring a group of special people and it's a prefixed dinner and it's basically like grandma's cooking for you. Um, so they have like six courses. It's, it's just so cozy and fun, but there's so many places. It's just hard to even scratch the surface. I know. I bet I like, there's so many places I want to go to. We only moved here in August, but I'm like trying to try everything, but also trying to stay on like a healthy lifestyle too. So I don't eat the whole town, but yes, it's um, really hard. 
everything is so good. But yeah, thanks for those recommendations. I've been to Antique, but not the other. So I'm super excited to try them out. And in regards to future plans and hopes for the local girl, are there any other local markets that you guys are looking to get into? And then other like business plans? I know you said the real estate page that you guys are creating and launching soon, but we'd love to hear any other up and coming uh, ventures for you guys. We are working on the local girl as a larger brand and really uh, opening it up as a network for uh, empowering women to create what I basically created in Hoboken and how we created it, you know, as a team in the Mon- in the Montclair area, uh, so that someone in any part of the world could really create this. So we'll be actually debuting an online program that people can join to be a part of um, and create their own hyperlocal network in their community. And then we will potentially be having some um, opportunities for licensure and working with us in a bigger capacity. Um, so we're, you know, really excited about the growth of it because it's always been my goal. Um, having come from the education background, you know, my, I, it's always been my passion to kind of mix media with, with, you know, entrepreneurship and education. And this is just feels like the perfect marriage of all of those. Um, and we're definitely, really excited to see where that takes us. And then just locally, the Hoboken Girl and the Montclair Girl, we are very, you know, involved in the community. We, every event that we ever host, we, you know, donate a portion of each ticket sale to, and um, we, we just hosted our period supplies drive for period poverty in the Hudson County area. So we're always looking for new ways to just help out in the community and really give back. Um, so, you know, that's just something that we're going to continue to do as we move forward always. And hopefully with a bigger local girl network, we'll be able to really do more good in that way too. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, congrats. And that's super exciting. I'll definitely will be on the lookout for all of that. If somebody wants to get involved or lives in a community that they're excited about and wants to grow it on social media through the local girl, what would be some of the steps that they can take? Yeah. So they can go to the local girl Dot com and on that website there is a pop-up that's you know to get on our wait list to be a part of that so if you're in San Diego um, and want to start the San Diego girl which we do have the domain for because we have like over 100 domains that we have ready to go um, and and growing and then you can put in your email you'll be on our list you'll get all of the info um, once it's available and we also have another page um, join our network is also on there. So there's a whole page for that. Um, and then at the local girl HQ is our landing page on all social platforms for the local girl network, which is still, you know, in its infancy stages, or they can just reach me directly. Um, they're welcome to reach out via social media, um, on pretty much all platforms as well. I'm at the Jennifer trip T R I P. Um, and I'm happy to DM with them or, direct them to my email, um, jen at thelocalgirl.com and they can get in touch. Amazing. Yeah, that's great. And just going off of that too, would starting a platform, say somebody wants to be the San Diego girl, would that be their own account, but run by the local girl or would they be running that directly or a little bit of both? It, it really varies based on level of um, involvement. If you wanted to be a part of our network and get like access to all of our materials, our logos, et cetera, um, that's how you do it. If you wanted to just, you know, take our course um, and 
to really do something you, maybe you've already even started it on your own already. And, you know, I always say, you know, the New York city girl or chat or, or you know, the New York city gal or guy, if you want to do that and you've already got it going, like, we just know how to monetize it and help you get to that next level, which I think a lot of people who start these smaller accounts that do grow, they don't have that background in media to really say, oh, wait, I could do this full time. Like this is actually really um, possible. And that's really what we're here to help them do. Um, and then they can join our network in a bigger way um, and get access to like all of our materials, like media kits and all of that, that we use to create a business around a platform. Amazing. That's incredible. Well, people will be so lucky to join that with you and will really, it'll really help them grow so much. So that's such a great opportunity that you're allowing for other people out there to get involved. Um, and just to leave us off today, would love to hear, you know, some advice for everybody listening on growing their social media. If they're not going to get involved with the local girl, what are some things they can do if they just hit start on that Instagram page or on that business? What would be some of the first steps or maybe some motivational tips that you can give people to kind of get through the challenging early days? Yes. Well, there are going to be many challenging early days. Um, I think a lot of times we see the highlight reel as we all talk about on social media, but I think just consistency and planning are the biggest things. I know that sounds very theoretical, but when I first started Hoboken Girl, it was posting every single day. I always posted, even if it was Twitter, I was posting every single day, writing an article every single day. Now, you know, we're writing way more than that, but it's so important that people continue to see that you're not just going to post for a few weeks, go on vacation. You know, you can schedule some content to go if you're going away, but you always want to keep a consistent pace, even if it's every other day that you're posting an article or you're posting on your platforms. You don't have to do it all the time. I think we've kind of pushed away those types of ideals for, for just being on all the time. It's mm -hmm. so important though, that whatever you plan to do, you just make sure that you're consistent with it. Um, and I think just being patient with yourself because growing an audience takes a lot of time. Um, as much as you might look at our social channels and say, Oh my goodness, wow, 110, 114,000 followers on Instagram. And thousands of followers on TikTok and all of that. It takes time. Um, yes, you can hit a viral something, but it's not overnight um, unless you have, you know, some massive influencer saying, follow this brand. It's not going to happen like that. Um, so it's really important to be patient with yourself um, and just know that if your heart's in it and you're really doing all that you can, that's, that's truly all you can do one day at a time. It's not going to be an overnight sensation, no matter what anyone says. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, patience and consistency, the two biggest things. So thank you for that. That's really important and really helpful. And I'm so excited to see what the local girl does next. I'll definitely be on the lookout and hopefully we'll see you around Hoboken too. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you so much for your time. Um, and I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. It was so great to be here with you. And I really appreciate you chatting with me. Yeah, of course. Thanks, Jen.